Imagine being nearly 10,000 feet in elevation and walking through stark volcanic landscapes and subtropical rainforests to experience a rare and sacred landscape with the most amazing views in blue sky. You might be wondering where is this magical place and how do I get there? It's called Haleakala National Park, located on the Hawaiian island of Maui. That's right, folks, we are heading back to the Hawaiian Islands. Welcome to Traveling with AAA. I'm your host, Mary Herondine. Today, we are joined by the editor of Hawaii Magazine, Kevin Allen. Locally grown on the sandy, surf-riddled shores of Oahu's North Shore, Kevin graduated from the University of Hawaii at Manoa, where he was the features editor of the university's newspaper. Now living in Honolulu, Kevin likes to spend his off hours surfing and playing music with friends. Aloha, Kevin. We're honored to have you with us today. Aloha. Thank you so much for having me, Mary. Yeah, we're really excited. I know Hawaii um, you know, has always been a traveler's favorite. And now I'm wondering, with the pandemic and everything, has tourism to the state returned to pre-pandemic levels? And how are Hawaii residents responding to that? Right, absolutely. So, um, yeah, it's definitely tourism has absolutely come back since the pandemic. Um, it was very slow for a little bit, which was actually a very interesting time for Hawaii residents. Um, if you think about it, a Hawaii, for someone who's lived in Hawaii has never seen the islands without visitors. Um, so it was really surprising and a really just a different view for us when people weren't here. But people have definitely come back. We have all of our visitors back, um, except for uh, just the Japanese market has yet to return fully. Um, they're still kind of trickling in. I know there's a couple more regulations that they have to get through. But um, from North America and from internationally, uh, like Europe, we're definitely seeing a lot of our travelers back. Yeah. Now, I know you mentioned that it was a really odd time not having visitors. What's the importance to Hawaii residents of of having those visitors and then also that delicate balance between visiting and enjoying their time, but also honoring and respecting the Hawaiian culture? Yeah, it's really important. Um, you know, I think definitely since the pandemic, um, when things were shut down, uh, a lot of residents were really able to see what it, what it was like without visitors and kind of see a lot of things were healing and a lot of things were very uh, quiet. And um, we now that we've reopened, there's a lot of systems that have been put into place to kind of emulate that again, um, where it can be healing and quiet, especially for the culture, but also for the natural environment. Um, for example, uh, one of the uh, most popular parks and hikes on Kwa'i, the Kalalau Trail, um, which is in Ha'ana State Park, they've actually uh, put together a new system where they take reservations, essentially, mm. um, and they actually limit uh, the amount of visitors that can come into the park every day. Um, and this is to kind of help with some of the negative aspects of over-tourism. Um, you know, too many people on a trail will lead to a lot of trail uh, degradation. Um, so this was kind of, uh, this was actually a government um, and a state response to that problem. Um, so that's just one of the examples of how people are, or how we're trying to, you know, we definitely want visitors back. We love our visitors, but we're just trying to control it a little bit better. Yeah, that sounds, you know, important here with our national parks as well. You know, we've seen a lot of reservation systems put into place just to help um, with overcrowding, um, with the, uh, you know, social distancing, things like that. What are some of the other things that people can be aware of when they're planning their travel to just do that responsibly and more uh, consciously? Right, absolutely. Um, you know, I think there's definitely a lot of cases where, um, you know, people kind of come into some maybe more sacred sites um, 
there are temples and that are all public. I mean, people can go to these temples and these native Hawaiian relics. Um, and I think just being really conscious of, you know, where you're stepping and where you're looking and what you're touching is kind of probably the most important thing. Um, we also like to kind of always have the saying, you know, just just take photos, um, nothing else. Don't take lava rocks. Don't don't yeah. take things from the ground and just leave footprints. Um, don't leave trash. Always remember to pick up your trash. And uh, something that we always like to promote is that even if you're going on a hike or you're doing something, going to the beach, maybe just take a small trash bag with you. And if you can, even just pick up a couple pieces of trash while you're there. Um, and then that'll just help. If everyone does that, that'll help keep Hawaii beautiful because that's why people love coming to Hawaii. Right. I opened on talking about the beautiful views and, and landscape and, and all of those things, uh, but can easily uh, be destroyed with a lot of visitors and just not being responsible or just kind of aware of what they're leaving when they go. Now, as travelers are gearing up um, for their plans, could you tell us about some of the latest developments, maybe some new attractions or restaurants that travelers can come to visit? Absolutely. Yeah, I was actually just on Kauai. Um and there was a wonderful hotel that just opened that I recently stayed at. It's called the One Hotel Hanalei Bay. Mm -hmm. um, and this is right on the north shore of Kauai. It's, if people know, um, there used to be an old, an older hotel there called the Princeville Resort, which was one mm -hmm. of the nicest hotels on Kauai. Um, and so this hotel opened in that location. And it has just a, fan I remember talking about views. It's mm -hmm. a fantastic view of the, of the north shore, of the coast, of the mountains. And the kind of touching back on the sustainability aspect of travel, uh, One Hotel Hanalei Bay uh, definitely pushes a lot of sustainability initiatives. Um, they even from the construction of their hotel, they've used a lot of recycled materials. They used a lot of materials from the old hotel, um, and then even just all of their activities, all of their their culinary aspects. It's all about sourcing locally and and kind of using what they have on hand. Um, you know, on Kauai, which is a really hard thing to do because the island is small. Um, the island's really small, so there's not a whole lot of natural resources right. to actually use, but they really use everything that they can in a really wonderful way. Um, so if you're looking for a, an interesting accommodation, I absolutely can recommend One Hotel Hanalei Bay. It was a wonderful, wonderful stay. Um, if we're talking about food, there was recently in Waikiki on Oahu, uh, my associate editor and my editor at large both checked out this place called Waikiki Sticks. Mm -hmm. um, and that is actually, uh, it's kind of a, Waikiki is really cool. It's a very electric city. There's a lot of energy happening in Waikiki all the time. Um, and this is a, an underground food hall that oh. used to be, yeah, it's really cool. It's a very, it used to be a um, ramen food mm -hmm. hall. So all ramen places, Japanese ramen, right. uh, really good noodle dishes. Uh, that unfortunately uh, closed due to the pandemic. Um, unfortunately, a lot of businesses yeah. ended up closing due to the pandemic. So we are seeing a lot of new businesses open up in those places like Waikiki Sticks. Waikiki Sticks, however, is not just Japanese ramen. Uh, they actually cover a lot of um, Asian influences, mm -hmm. um, you know, from Filipino to Vietnamese to Japanese as well, but also Korean. And they all they just have a lot of different um, Asian dishes there which I think is really great because in Hawaii, um, you know, we're really this melting pot of cultures, especially mm -hmm. Asian influences. Uh, during the plantation era, uh, when we had a lot of immigrants coming here, a lot of them were coming from Asian countries. Um, so it's a really kind of a great place to 
taste what Hoya has to offer um, just because, you know, that really is indicative of Hoya's culture. Yeah, I'm a foodie, so it sounds great. Now, you said it's underground. So are we talking about literally underground or are we talking about speakeasy underground? Where can I find it? Uh, we're talking about, um, yeah, no, it's it's not hard to find. <laughs> um, it, yeah, it's it's kind of like a, it's a food court. It's just mm-hmm. under one of the major shopping centers. Okay, okay. Um, right. So it's going to keep me but, out. You know, <laughs> right. If you, you did bring right. up speakeasies, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did want to bring up uh, one speakeasy that I recently visited for a story. In our upcoming issue, it's called the Lay Stand, um, mm. and so yeah, the, the you know like a lay, and right? It's a, and it's right in uh, this one's also on Oahu. Uh, it's right in downtown our Chinatown district, which mm-hmm. is a really great district because there's so much art and culture there, and you know people always kind of say that Chinatown is where the locals go to hang out. Like okay. the locals love Chinatown. Waikiki's where a lot of the visitors go because you know a lot of the hotels are there and a lot of right. It's just really geared towards visitors, but the locals love Chinatown. Um, and the lay stand is actually a speakeasy. Um, on the front, it looks like it's a kind of an old mom and pop lay stand, <laughs> which was really common in that area. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of there's a lot of those old lay stands there. But if you go inside past, uh, you know, past the doors and then in this little in this little doorway, um, you'll, you kind of open up into this really beautiful uh, bar and lounge area that does uh, craft cocktails and elevated bites. It's not. Uh, you know, a pumping club full of right. 20 year olds. It's um, kind of the owner, uh, the owners, Ryan, Kalei, Suji, and Tara Shimuka. Uh, it was kind of their take at a, a lounge, like a New York lounge, mm-hmm. uh, some somewhere where you can kind of know to get a seat. You can listen to live music. You can have really good drinks and hang out with friends. Uh, but you don't have to necessarily contend with the hullabaloo that is going to a bar, right. getting a drink spilled on you, you know. All that kind of stuff. So uh, I recently went there, and it's also fantastic. That sounds nice. Now, that's more of my jam. I know the, the crowded <laughs> club, but it is, you know, there are still folks, and, and there are a lot of, of younger travelers that are interested in that pumping club. Is there anywhere like that for those travelers to go? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Waikiki is filled <laughs> with uh, clubs, a- absolutely packed. You, I think there's one on every corner. Uh, Sky Waikiki is a really fantastic place to go if you're a visitor. Uh, because kind of in the name, uh, it's, I don't even know how many stories high. It's very high up, which is really kind of exciting for Hawaii because we don't have a lot of high buildings here. Most of our buildings kind of top out around the 20th floor. Um, and it's a club that is about 20 floors high. And you get this really, wow. really great view of uh, of Honolulu and Waikiki um, and pretty much half the island because you have such a high up view. That's a really fun club. Uh, I'm a big fan of this uh, bar also in Chinatown called Next Door. Uh, it is a live music venue, probably, which is why I like <laughs> going there. Um, I actually just played a show there last night. Uh-huh. Um, but that 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 club or that bar gets really, really packed on a Friday or a Saturday. And, and we definitely have some of the best local talent there uh, playing songs and, and kind of giving live music. And of course, Dukes, uh, Dukes and Waikiki. If you're a visitor and you, and you really want like a nice beachfront right on the shores of Waikiki, you can hear the waves. You also get a lot of really good live Hawaiian music. I definitely recommend Dukes. Um, they have good food, great drinks, 
uh, one of the best Mai Tai in Hawaii for sure. Well, that sounds exciting. Definitely. Now, also, that's up my alley. Now, speaking of talent, <laughs> you mentioned some local talent, um, and you're a musician as well. I was going to ask you about this. Where could we find you? Are there oh, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. are, are there some local spots that you would that you would suggest? Um, you know, music oh, yeah. fans go to for sure. Definitely right. Um, so. I play in a punk band, <laughs> so so I play in a lot of weird divey bars. Um, but there, it's kind of funny with like live music and Hawaii is that we actually, unless it's local bands, we don't often get mainland or sorry, bands from the continental United mm-hmm. States. We call that the mainland in Hawaii. Right. We we don't get them too often because it's really expensive for them to travel to Hawaii. A lot of the times it's if they're going on a worldwide tour and they're in Australia and they're on their way back to the mainland or the continental United States, they'll kind of drop by Hawaii mm-hmm. as kind of like a, oh, we'll just swing by here. <laughs> um, but we have definitely have some really big venues. Uh, the Republic is one of our top venues. Uh, that's where a lot of the main larger shows will go, as well as the Neil Blaisdell Center. Uh, those, these are both on Oahu, by the way. The big bands very rarely <laughs> go to Outer Islands. It's mm-hmm. kind of tough. Maybe Maui. Um, but the Neil Blaisdell Center is definitely our, our biggest musical venue. Um, that and the Waikiki Shell, uh, which is right in Waikiki. But I mean, the Neil Blaisdell Center, I think Mariah Carey plays there regularly. That's kind of, if you're a real big music fan and you want to see a real big mm-hmm. act, that would be the place to go. I think Weird Al Yankovic is playing there <laughs> this month. So we definitely get some big names over there. Yeah. And, and I mean, like you were mentioning, it sounds like and, and I feel this way um, when I'm traveling and, and I've been to Maui several times, but I like to travel like a local and see where the local spots are. It's, you know, it's a slow down place for me. It sounds like, you know, the local talent is pretty good um, as well. So exciting stuff. Maybe we'll catch you there. Uh, you and your band playing. <laughs> I, I'm not averse to, to punk music. <laughs> well, well, that's that's exciting stuff. Now, um, this seems like a good place to take a break. When we come back from the break, we're going to hear more about some local talent, maybe some great surf spots. So thank you. Absolutely. We'll talk soon. If you can dream the perfect beach vacation, you can create it with Trip Canvas from AAA Travel, the all-in-one platform that lets you research, plan, and book the ultimate getaway. Trip Canvas. Let's go somewhere. All right, and welcome back. Thank you for joining us on Traveling with AAA. I'm your host, Mary Herondine, and today we are in the Hawaiian Islands with our guest, Kevin Allen. And before the break, we were talking about some local spots to get some music. Now let's learn about where uh, Kevin and his friends go for the best surf. Would you mind sharing with us where we can find some surf without giving too much away uh, from the locals? Absolutely not. No, of course. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, yeah, no. So that's a great part about, you know, being in Hawaii is that um, pretty much everywhere you look, there's a wonderful surf spot. I mean, there's we're surrounded by ocean. Um, I think if you're a visitor and you're maybe new to surfing, you're just getting your feet wet. I always, always, always recommend Waikiki Beach. Uh, I know it's kind of like the, it's the answer everybody gives, um, but it is such a gentle wave. Um, there are, the thing about Hawaii is that, especially on the North Shore, the waves are pretty powerful, um, especially when we have swell coming in. Um, and even on the Southern Shore, like in Honolulu and in town, 
the waves are very strong. Um, fortunately, Waikiki Beach is a very friendly wave. It's a lot of sand bottom, so there's not a lot of reef. You're not going to hit the reef. Um, but there's also really fantastic surf lessons there uh, for beginners. And these are people who have been doing surf lessons their entire lives. Uh, we call them beach boys uh, mm -hmm. because they live at the beach. They This is what they do. And if you want to learn how to surf from anybody, it's from a beach boy in Waikiki. Um, when it comes to all islands, though, I definitely recommend if you're going to surf somewhere, surf on the southern side, because typically the waves on the southern side of the island will be a lot more gentle. The only thing uh, I would say new surfers and visiting surfers really have to take into account is what the swell is looking like. So how big are the waves in the water? And there's a lot of ways to find this information out. I definitely just recommend Surfline. Mm -hmm. um, you can even see a live camera of the waves. Um, you definitely don't want to go out if it's, again, if you're a beginner and it's your first time or second time, you don't want to go out if, if it's over two feet. Um, it's just, it can be dangerous. Uh, and it, there's a saying here, when in doubt, don't go out. Um, <laughs> so if you're ever looking at the water and you're not sure, just don't go out. Um, it, it'll be safer for everyone. And you don't want a scary moment, you know, like that to kind of ruin your trip to Hawaii. Um, but yeah, absolutely on Oahu, you know, I recommend, I recommend Waikiki Beach 100%. Um, That's great advice. And I won't give, I won't give away any of my other spots. All right. That's, That's all you can tell me. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thank you for sharing with us. Now, one thing that I, you know, when I go to Hawaii, it is beautiful. Like we said, you know, it's green, it's lush. Um, plant life uh just gorgeous now that also means there's some rain uh to uh, contend with so what can somebody do what can a traveler do on a rainy day right yeah we are a tropical island uh, so <laughs> we definitely get rain um this is kind of a weird one for me i'm gonna start kind of out of the box i actually recommend going to the beach when it rains yeah um which i know might sound a little bit weird but typically when it rains people will not go to the beach so if you ever want to go to a beach and not have anyone else around it's a great time to do it. And if you're going to go swimming, I mean, you're going to be wet anyways. So it's not like the rain is really stopping you at all. Um, and the cool thing about when it rains in Hawaii is that when it stops raining, you'll get some of the best rainbows you've ever seen. And so if you're lucky enough to be outside when it stops raining, you will see just a postcard perfect rainbow. Uh, inside, obviously, there's a lot of things to do. Uh, you can go to one of our many malls. Uh, I definitely recommend uh ala moana center is a wonderful mall to spend indoors there's a lot of one of the it's definitely our biggest mall it's actually one of our largest outdoor malls i believe in the in the nation um wow. and it's a wonderful place to just hang out uh definitely spend the day if it's raining um we have a lot of really wonderful coffee shops um and and cafes to go to when it's raining um and even just staying indoors i mean just staying in your home and just you know i, I like to remind visitors that when you're in Hawaii, I mean, you are on vacation. It's time mm -hmm. for you to kind of relax. So if it's raining, just take that as a day to stay inside and and sit down and and maybe take a couple of naps, you know, just just have a good time. Um, but yeah, we have a lot of indoor attractions as well. Uh, in Pearl City, that's on Oahu, um, there is uh, the Ice Palace, which is our only ice skating rink. Uh, so that's a fun thing to do when it's raining because that's all indoors. And, wow. And you can actually be ice skating in Hawaii, which is always kind of a funny 
funny concept to me. That's interesting. I would never imagine. I it, it never occurred to me that you might have something like that there. And and yeah. during my travels, you know, because you're there such a limited time with the rain, it's never been a big deal, and it's never been cold. So you know, here it's right. chilly outside and it's raining. Um, right. But yeah. yeah, even when it even when it rains, it's not very cold. Sometimes it can actually get hotter when it rains because mm-hmm. it it and a lot of humidity enters uh, humidity enters the air, uh, and it gets gets pretty humid. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Just go to the beach when it rains. You're not going to be cold. You'll have a good time. Especially for those that don't prefer a crowded beach. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a, that's an insider tip right there. (laughs) Thanks Thanks for that tip. Now, another insider tip I'm looking for is where can I find the best melisadas? Oh man, that's a pretty contentious, uh, Mm. it's a tough one. Uh, I have two on Oahu, um, that I really prefer. Uh, Leonard's Bakery, uh, it's, I think growing up on Oahu, if you have a malasada as a kid, you know, at a potluck or a family get together, it's probably going to be from Leonard's Bakery. They kind of, they were kind of the ones who even introduced the concept of, of malasadas to Hawaii, or at least kind of commercialized them to the point that they're at now. Uh, malasadas are really wonderful uh, donuts. They're fried dough donuts uh, that were introduced by Portuguese immigrants, mm-hmm. um, and they're covered in, in sugar. But it's funny because the malasadas that actually are uh, from Portugal do not look like the malasadas we have here. The Hawaii version of a malasada is very fluffy and pillowy, um, especially the ones sold at Leonard's. And I think that's the what people really love about the malasadas here is that how fluffy and pillowy they are. And it's such soft dough when you bite into it. So Leonard's Bakery, I really recommend. On Kwa'i, um, Kwa'i Bakery, their malasadas are really good. We have our Reader's Choice Awards every year, and they actually overtook Leonard's Bakery for like the first time in a decade. Uh, wow. So that was a shock to everyone. Um, if you want a more traditional malasada, kind of like the ones they do make in Portugal, there's a place in Kailua, I believe. It's called Agnes Bakery. That's A-G-N-E-S Bakery. Mm-hmm. They're actually a food truck, but they make a more traditional type of malasada that is smaller and a little bit crunchier. It's a little bit more fried, um, but it's got a really... It's got a really good texture if you kind of want like a chewier, harder malasada um, that I also really appreciate. Um, and yeah, you know, I think another big, another big contentious thing is whether or not you get a malasada that's plain or with filling. That's a mm-hmm. kind of a thing now too is that you can get it with filling. Uh, you know, try both; they're cheap. Just get as many as you can. You'll love them. Well, that's what I had in mind. I was thinking about a filled one, and I'm like, when's he going to talk yeah. about the filling? What do people get inside Absol- these? Absol- like a yeah, jelly donut kind of or or what's yeah, that it, fruit it's, abs- it's it's definitely like a jelly donut there's all types of fruit fillings again the diehard local malasada fans they will not agree with that but i think they're both good i also actually forgot to mention uh there is a place called pipeline bakery mm-hmm. uh, that sells malasadas but they actually also ship malasadas nationally so if you want to and they have free shipping so you can buy a pack of 12 malasadas and they'll ship them out to you the next day and they'll be fresh enough and they'll, they'll give you instructions on how to reheat them properly to kind of mm-hmm. make them doughy and, and fluffy again. So Pipeline Bakery, I also definitely recommend. I'm actually writing that down, Pipeline. Yeah. So you can I buy can check it out. All right. Now, I, you know, we're talking about the different islands here. And I'm wondering, you know, what are your thoughts on inner island travel? Would you recommend it? And if so, how long? What type of, you know, traveler right. do you see doing? Would you recommend this to really? Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think inner island travel, I definitely recommend it if you have if you're in Hawaii long enough. 
if you're in Hawaii for maybe a week, you know, I think really being on one island for a good amount of time will help you get a sense of the place. Um, you know, you'll feel comfortable after a week in an, on an island. But if you're staying for two weeks or even longer, um, you know, I definitely recommend doing a quick trip over to one of the other islands, even for a couple of days, just to kind of get the get the feel of the island, get the because the islands are so different from one another. I mean, they're they're all beautiful. They're all they're all Hawaii, um, but they're the cultures there are different. The food is different. The scenery is even different. Um, so I think it's a really great idea. Again, if you have the time to jump over to another island, it's also very cheap to travel inner island. It's maybe $50 for a ticket um, oh. with a local airline. Yeah, it's very cheap. And the flight, I think, I think the flights are only 30 minutes. You're up in the air and then you're back down in no time. It's so fast. Oh. Um, so it's really not too much work to travel inner island. Again, I just recommend you have enough time to get the feeling and the sense of the place, especially maybe the island that you're that you want to spend the most time at, I would I would say at least a week. Uh, but if you're staying more than a week, you can definitely jump over to a different island. Yeah, they're all so close to one another, and there's just so much to do too. That's great advice. Sounds like work with your your travel advisor to get to to get that planned, and then also for those reservations if you want to go to any of the national parks. So the great great tips. Now, um, any other tips that you would have for first time visitors? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would just say, uh, you know, a lot of people, they come here and they're really rushing around um, and they're really, they want to do as much as they can. And I don't blame them. They're coming to Hawaii. It's probably the trip of a lifetime for them. But just remember to slow down a little bit. Um, you know, we we have this concept here. Island it's time. It's called Hawaii time. <laughs> Island time. Yeah. Yeah. You know it. Um, I do. Uh, yeah. And it's, the great thing about being in Hawaii is that everything moves a little bit slower here. Um, and that's kind of what makes it feel like Hawaii. Um, people are more relaxed. They're more accommodating. Um, you know, that's, I feel like really where that aloha spirit kind of comes from is that people aren't running around all the time at 110%. And I think as a visitor, especially if it's your first time, it's really easy to get into that mindset where you got to be running around because there's so much to do. Um, but just take a second and take a breath. When you get here, just remember that you're on vacation. You should be relaxing and you'll just have such a better time. Um, you'll definitely connect with the people more if you, instead of you know running from one shop to the next and moving all around town, just stop at a shop and talk to the owner and you'll probably make friends with them. People here are really nice. Um, you know, and just, yeah, just slow down a little bit. Uh, you're in Hawaii now, so everything's gonna be okay. Just take it easy. It sounds like that's great advice. Um, definitely. I know me. I'm very agenda driven and yeah. I've had to pull back on that a little bit so I could be present and really enjoy the vacations I was taking. I'd come back from vacation and feel like I needed a vacation from the trip. Right. And I'm like, why is that happening for me? Because of the agenda and the stress of feeling like I hadn't accomplished everything that I had intended to on my trip. So finally, what is the single most important thing to know when you're planning to visit the Aloha State? What would you tell our listeners oh my goodness there's so many important things to know <laughs> um i would just say uh i guess we get this question the most um so i think it's 
probably the best to answer now. People always ask us, when is the best time to come to Hawaii? Mm -hmm. There is no bad time to come to Hawaii. <laughs> uh, we are a tropical island. We have sunshine and clear blue skies. I'm looking at Diamond Head right now, and it's gorgeous. We have this every single day of the year. Wow. Um, so I feel like we always get a lot of questions, especially at Hawaii Magazine, of when do I come? When do I come? When is the best time to come? There is no bad time to come. You do not have to worry about planning trips around seasons or you know, weather patterns. We don't have seasons here. It's really just summer all the time. It's really beautiful every single day. Um, so yeah, I guess that's my most important thing is don't worry too much about uh, planning the timing of your trip. Mm -hmm. It's going to be nice. Don't worry about it. It's It's going to look wonderful when you get here. I love it. Come now, come later, just come over. Just come over. <laughs> All right. Well, perfect. Thank you so much, Kevin Allen of Hawaii Magazine. Thank you so much for being with us. It's been our pleasure. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you to our listeners for being with us. If you're planning a trip, be sure to connect with a AAA travel advisor. Check out AAA.com forward slash travel or visit your local branch. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe. I'm Mary Herondine. Thank you for traveling with AAA.